What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode. We have a very, very interesting topic today. And uh, the topic is why digital antiques will be gems in the future. Digital antiques. I'm really, really passionate about this topic and I think it's going to be huge in the next years. Um, my goal with this episode is not to come here and, and make you a sales pitch of what to buy. I just want to kind of like brainstorm or explore this topic, which I believe might interest a lot of you guys uh, that are getting into NFTs. So, 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 so digital antiques. I don't know if you've seen this TV show. It's called Pawn Stars, Pawn Stars. And basically the description of the TV show is, and you can watch the episodes in, in uh, YouTube. Uh, the description is Rick Harrison and his family own and run a pawn shop in Las Vegas. They purchase, sell and evaluate interesting artifacts with fascinating stories. So people bring, you know, a, a, an ancient sword, a samurai sword. They bring gold coins. They bring bones. They bring all kinds of artifacts. Many of them are very, very historic. They bring Pokemon cards, they bring all kinds of, of things that people want to sell and they evaluate them. They say like, okay, this card is worth $10,000. We'll give you $10,000 for this. And then they resell it for 12 or 15. Um, and another episode, someone brought a, a piece of gold, literally a piece of gold uh, that it was under uh, the ocean for years or I think decades. And it, it even had like... Um, like seashells attached to the gold and it was super super valuable and it's something that someone uh, uh, inherited from their grandmother or something like that and they said well this is worth like 20 30 thousand dollars was a piece of gold or, or many old artifacts so this really opened my eyes and not only this also you know like like artwork like the mona lisa or uh, the salvation for for uh, from leonardo da vinci Many of these old historical artifacts, physical artifacts are extremely valuable these days. And that's why these guys from Pawn Stars from a TV show pay tens of thousands of dollars for these old historical artifacts. And that's why, you know, the salvation from Leonardo da Vinci was sold for $400 million plus fees, $450 million on a Christie's auction, the most expensive uh, artwork sold or most expensive auction in history and uh, it's very very interesting because if you think about it we always want to acquire all historical artifacts right like i have a uh, one of our members in the mastermind in the crypto launch mastermind um, he has some dinosaur bones that are like 60 or 80 million years old in his room and he's like super uh, passionate about them and, and people collect old things people like to collect old things it's like when you know when you receive uh, something from your grandma it can be a necklace or it could be um, a, a bracelet and it was uh, the necklace was from your grandmother's grandmother right so it's very very historical it has a lot of significance and maybe the material or maybe the raw materials are not that valuable it's just a historical significance gives it a ton of value so in the end of the day, people want to acquire historical, physical objects um, with established value 
take a look at a painting a painting you know the mona lisa the raw materials they're not expensive it's like wood uh paper whatever it's made of paint it's the raw materials are not expensive uh, the value is not because of the raw materials or the physical materials. The, the value is because of the historical significance, the established value in people's minds. So people around the world, around the world, they agree that it has value. Therefore, it has value. It doesn't matter if it's made of wood. It doesn't matter if it's made of gold. If people uh, in the world, they all agree something has value, that's called established value. That's called perceived value right so if if we if we all agree this bottle is worth a thousand dollars then it's worth a thousand dollars it doesn't matter if it's made of aluminum aluminum uh metal or or plastic or whatever and another very interesting topic and, and soon we will dive we will connect this with the digital antiques right and by the way i put a topic here uh, i got lost but anyways if you take a look at uh, this is a very very fascinating uh topic Take a look at what's one thing that professors, teachers teach in, in school, in high school, in middle school, um, in kinder to kids. It's history. History is always taught to kids. Uh, they were taught that Cristóbal Colón discovered the Americas and, and the history of the United States and the American Indians and all these things that we don't really need to we don't really need in real life like we don't need them we don't need to know about Cristóbal Colón but we still invest tons and tons of hours by semesters semesters in every single grade studying about it and we get graded and we can only pass the, the our, our grade or we can only go from seventh grade to eighth grade and eighth grade to ninth grade if we pass the history exams and we're always taught about history since we are very very little why are we taught about history about history you know humans always like like to go back in time and figure out how things worked in the past it's just human nature like we we like to go to caves and discover all the paintings what they mean and we like to study the uh, pyramids in egypt and, and uh, identify how the hell they put the rocks one on top of the other and figure out how they did it and and try to figure out this tomb like when it was created the, the exact moment what was the process the thought process from these guys that were burying uh you know all these guys in egypt so we always like to go back in time and it's crazy how much we just keep teaching history and history and history so in the physical world we go back in time to figure out history and then we keep bringing it up in the future and many of these historical objects as i said ancient objects fossils artwork uh, materials swords that remind people in the present of a moment that happened hundreds or thousands of years ago it is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars like a painting you know the salvation it's worth more than 400 million dollars from leonardo da vinci so this is in the physical world. Now, the interesting, this is where it gets actually interesting. We are now transitioning to a 100% digital world, right? Digital world, digital relationships, digital uh, food, Uber Eats, digital transportation, digital calls, uh, digital communication from Zoom, digital relationships. Take a look at, um, you know, all these apps for dating. 
digital networking, digital commerce, e-commerce, Amazon, eBay, digital everything. Literally everything is freaking digital. Even money is starting to become digital. Like people in crypto, they, they price things in ETH, right? So an iPhone is 0.2 ETH, right? Like people start pricing things, like even digital money. So there's going to be history in the digital world as well. Okay, just like in the physical world, that there's physical objects that remind us of old moments. We keep studying them in the present. There's going to be digital antiques. And how can we prove that these digital um, assets are old? What's the way that we can determine like, okay, this digital asset that I'm seeing in front of me in my screen is an old artifact. How can I determine that? The way you determine if, if, an, if a digital asset is old, historical, or considered an antique, right? And, and an antique, it, it technically is, the definition, definition of an antique is, a true antique is an item perceived as having value because of its aesthetic or historical significance and often defined as at least 100 years old, although the term is also used loosely to describe any object that is old. So technically it's 100 years old, but it's used for, uh, to categorize old stuff. So how do we know if, if a digital asset is old? Well, that's why we have NFTs. That's why we have the blockchain. And it's even more powerful than in real life for a physical antique. Because here's the thing. Let's say that I have a painting right there. One of those three, right? Like that one. And I say, and, and everyone is saying, yeah, this was painted by uh, Leonardo da Vinci or this was painted by Vincent van Gogh, right? But then someone else says that's not true. It's, it's not true. It was not painted by him. People think it was painted by him, but it really wasn't. Some people are saying that the salvation from Leonardo da Vinci that was sold for $400 million, it was not actually painted by him. So it creates a lot of controversy because you don't really know exactly if something is true or not. Like I might tell you, hey, this gold coin is 500 years old. I can tell you, I can tell you that. But then you ask me, how do I know that? And then I tell you, well, take a look at this analysis that I made and this, uh, we ob observed the materials and the whatever. It's around 500 years old, but you don't know exactly which day it was created. You don't know exactly, um, you don't know all the details. You don't know the day, the second that it was created. You're just kind of like taking a wild guess that something is old and, his, and, he, and significant. And uh, there's no way to prove it, right? Like even, even books, like really old books, like the Bible and, and all these books, like of course, most people in the world agree that they were created by a specific person in a specific moment in time with a specific intention or whatever, right? Whatever you believe in is perfect. I'm just saying there is no way to 100% prove that, right? It, it, there's no 100% way to prove that it was created by a specific person, a specific amount of, in a specific day and minute and second. Imagine if, you, if there was a way to digitally verify that the Bible was created on a specific day by a specific person, a specific second. How valuable would that be? And not only that, that you could buy that you could buy the original Bible, that you could buy literally how much, imagine if you had a, the original Bible, right? 
the, literally the original Bible. And he knew exactly that it was created this day, this second, this minute by this person. How much do you think it would be worth now? It would be worth billions of freaking dollars. Billions of freaking dollars. But there's no way to really prove it because it's in the physical world, right? On the digital world, we have something called the blockchain. And in the blockchain, you can verify publicly that a, that a digital asset was created on 2017, this specific day, this specific second that the contract was created. We can see who created it and we can see the first buyer and the second buyer and the third buyer and the 10th buyer and the 100th buyer and the 1000th buyer. And we can see the complete price history of the digital asset. So here's my point. My point is that human behavior is, humans like to study the past. They like to study history. It's proven. Take a look at all the schools in the freaking world. We, we get exams, we get graded to, to verify that we know this knowledge. And then after that, we try to collect digital antiques like dinosaur bones, fossils, gold, artwork, old stuff that has significance. And that is in the physical world. We're now transitioning to the digital world. And in the digital world, we have something called NFTs. NFTs are digital assets that allow you to verify ownership publicly. And you can know when it was created exactly, what day, what minute, by who, first buyer, second buyer, 10th buyer, for the rest of life, as long as the internet continues to exist, which chances are it will, you will be able to verify. So just imagine that right now, you acquire a digital asset, right? You acquire a, a Board Ape Yacht Club or, or something like that, or a Fidenza, right? One of the uh, most valuable digital assets. You, you acquire one of these assets and then three generations down the road, like your kids, grandkids, your kids, grandkids, they can see that you were the guy that owned that artwork and maybe they still have it. You passed it down the generations or maybe you sold it but they can verify and they can be like, holy crap, my dad's grandfather was an OG. He, he had this specific asset that is now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he was the first person to get it or the third buyer to get it. How OG would that be? Or just imagine if, if you were able to verify that um, who's a very, very important person in history. I don't know, like you could verify that uh, Cristobal Colón, I'm just using that guy for everything. You could verify that this guy owned a specific NFT and now you own it, right? So my point is now I'm very, very uh, bullish on historical NFTs and historical NFTs are basically NFTs that were that are considered antiques, but they're really not antiques because according to the definition of an antique, it has to be hundred years old, but people use the word, the word antique for absolutely everything that's considered old. So we're talking about digital antiques here and these antiques were created anywhere from 2014 to 2018, all right? But I'm mainly taking a look at 2017 uh, digital assets, NFTs from 2017. These are called historical NFTs. And the reason I'm, I'm taking a look at, at many of those historical 2017, 2016 even NFTs is because my thesis is that human behavior will repeat itself in the digital world, just like it does in the physical world. Why wouldn't? Why would people like to collect, collect all historical physical stuff and not all 
historical digital stuff if we spend most of our times looking at a screen we we don't even live in the in the physical world anymore like take a look at your screen time every day every year it increases chances are it increases right or it's historically been increasing the screen time uh, from you guys in your phone which is all the proof that you need that we're transitioning uh, to a digital world so considering that we're transition into a digital world and one of the biggest companies in the world, Facebook, announced that they're now going to be uh, putting their focus in the digital world, in the metaverse. I think it's a pretty safe bet that we're going fully digital and it's a pretty safe bet that if human behavior repeats itself and people want to collect old stuff, projects from 2017, 2016, even 2018 will be worth a lot, a lot. So why do I talk about, and we talk about this a lot in the Crypto Launch Mastermind. By the way, if you want to be part of the Crypto Launch Mastermind, go to CryptoLaunch.com, go to the tab that says uh, Mastermind and schedule a call with me for Tuesday or Wednesday, right? If you want to be part of this networking group, you need at least $10,000 in crypto. Um, we're just 24 people, but if you're interested, go to CryptoLaunch.com, go to the Mastermind tab and schedule a call with me. But in the mastermind, we talk a lot about historical NFTs because here's the thing. There are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new NFT projects coming out every single week. So we can have 10 new projects coming out every single day. That's 300 new projects per month. If these projects are 100% new, I don't care who created it. I don't care if it was Tony Robbins. I don't care if it was the president of this, like if these NFTs are completely new and they have not been time tested, which means that they haven't been, they haven't existed before. So time cannot verify if they're valuable or not. Like at least, for example, you know, uh, um, a Fidenz or a Squiggle or a Body Yacht Club, they've been around for, for a while, at least not a lot, but for a while. And we can verify with time that they have established value. But if we have 300 new NFTs coming out every single month and, and none of them are time tested, how do we know they will be around in five years or 10 years? How do we know it's a long term, a good long term investment? The, the answer is that no one freaking knows. No one knows if it's going to be a good investment because they are completely new. But if you are buying something old, an old NFT, a historical NFT, that was created three, four years ago, five years ago, and it's still around and people are buying it and the price is increasing drastically, then you have a way higher chance of, at least, that's, this is just my, all of it is my opinion. You have a higher chance of seeing your asset appreciate over time because human behavior will most likely, um, will most likely repeat itself and this is why I tell people, look, if you are, if you understand human behavior in crypto and NFTs, you will make it. You are going to make it because this industry is all about human behavior, understanding human behavior, what people are going to do next, understanding human psychology. So I don't know, like this is just my perspective. Like for me, it's a way safer bet or investment to buy something old, an old NFT and most people are not looking at than to buy the next cat for profile for a profile picture because here's the thing like no one is really the the people that are buying these historical nfts 
these are people that don't they don't care about making three thousand dollars profit they don't care about making ten thousand dollars profit these guys want their assets to appreciate to 50 100 ETH, right so when these guys buy assets all historical assets they understand the human behavior they're not planning to sell anytime soon and on the other hand all these new nfts 300 new nfts that come out per month all the beginners are buying these new NFTs because they want to get the cat in their profile picture. They don't know a lot about human behavior or historical significance in the, in the NFT space. So it's, a, it's such a great thing in my opinion because no, more, no one's taking a look at the old stuff. Only the people that understand human behavior and that have the money to buy these things and some are, they go from different prices, right? From little to a lot, right? There's many collections. So you have very little people are taking at this specific area of the NFT space, which is the most likely to appreciate the most. And then you have most people, like 98% of people taking a look at the new stuff, which will most likely not have any value in the future uh, or percentage wise is going to be a very little percentage of the new stuff that will stay around for years, probably 2% or, or less, because you're taking a look at how easy it is to launch a collection is a piece of cake to outsource your NFT collection on Fiverr and Upwork. You pay five grand, you have your NFTs, 10,000 NFTs with your website, smart contract. It's so easy to create an NFT. It's literally insane. But you cannot go back in time to create NFTs. Okay, it doesn't matter if you have $10 billion right now. You cannot buy your way into going to the past to create a new nft you you literally cannot go to 2000 back to 2017 and and create an nft there is no freaking way it doesn't matter if you're a, a freaking billionaire how are you going to go back to 2017 with a time machine right so that's that's what i like that's why why i like you know historical nfts things with historical significance it's just little competition most higher chances of seeing huge appreciation. We're, we're already seeing this. Take a look at Ether Rocks. Ether Rocks, they were rediscovered. They were rediscovered this year. It's a 2017 project. It was first created on December 2017. And these are literally just digital rocks. You've probably seen them. I'll post it in my story. Digital rocks. And in the website, it says... Launched in 2017, Etherrock was one of the first crypto collectible NFT projects on the Ethereum blockchain. Having launched shortly after CryptoPunks, only 100 rocks can ever be available, blah, blah, blah. And it also says these virtual rocks serve no purpose beyond being able to be brought, uh, bought and sold and giving you a strong sense of pride in being an owner of one of the only 100 rocks in the game. Okay, it, it literally has no purpose. How, what is the price for the cheapest rock? What is the, tr the price for the cheapest Ether rock right now? I'll tell you the price. The price is 500 ETH, which in US dollar terms is 2.4, no, sorry, 2.3 million dollars. The cheapest digital rock that has no purpose whatsoever is 2.3 million dollars and 10 months ago around 10 months ago they were rediscovered it's a 2017 project no utility no community very little community 
it's just historical significance. Like people want to have a digital rock that is, <laughs> it's kind of like a joke. And they want to pay $2.3 million for it. That's the cheapest one. Some are going for a thousand ETH, right? $5 million. Because when the metaverse comes, right? When we're all in the metaverse, they want to have a picture of a rock worth $2 million from 2017 in their digital house. Because when they invite their friend over, when their friends over to drink digital margaritas, they want to have the digital rock in their in their wall. It's human freaking behavior. It's human behavior. So I'm not here making you a sales pitch to go spend all your money in historical stuff. A lot of this stuff is very expensive already. Some are still accessible. I'm just trying to come here to open your mind to this topic because not a lot of people are doing it. Look, I, I study the wallets that buy these historical NFTs. I go inside each wallet individually, take a look at which NFTs they own. I study everything and I am seeing patterns and trends from people with millions of dollars, people with big fat wallets, people that know their stuff, accumulating historical NFTs because they know something that most people don't. And it's not rocket science is if you understand why someone would like to have a dinosaur bone in their house, in the wall, you also you, you can understand why the old stuff is going to be very valuable. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. I'll leave that uh, so that it, it sticks in your brain so you can analyze it. As I said, in these episodes, I don't want to tell you what to buy. I'm not here to give you the fish. I want to teach you how to fish, teach you how to think so that you can be first. And so that, man, I'm telling you, these freaking rocks, like you, if you had a rock right now, you would have literally generational wealth, like $2.3 million. You put that in Ethereum, 10 years, that's going to be worth 50, $60 million. Like it's literally generational wealth to make the right picks. So... I'll just leave that there. Thanks for being in this episode. As always, if you want to get a competitive advantage, if you want to be ahead of the ahead of the herd, if you want to be hanging out with people that are doing this kind of research, you know, this is the type of research. This is the type of information that I'm telling you right here, right now in this episode that is life changing information. It's not about, oh, get into the next, you know, uh, Shiba get into the next dodge, get into the next. It's about knowing how to think, because if you learn how to think what I'm teaching you right now, you will be able to spot these life changing projects. So if you want to be ahead of the herd, if you want to learn how to think and you want to hang out with people that are seeing NFTs this way, because one thing is hanging out with people that are just buying any NFT they see, right? Another thing is being with a group of people. They create a thesis. They create a thesis for every NFT and they only get into NFTs that have a strong thesis for the long term. What is a thesis? It's pretty much a reason of, of, of something that makes sense of why this thing will be valuable in the future. People that are serious in this game, they create a thesis around their investments and they don't just go buy everything, right? So go to cryptolaunch.com slash mastermind. Go to cryptolaunch.com slash mastermind. If you're interested to join a group of like-minded people, for networking, 
I'm telling you, it's extremely valuable. I see it from the comments from people. I see, I'm obviously part of the group. I created the group and it's extremely valuable. Or if you just want to find the link, go to the link in my Instagram profile, cryptolaunch.com, go to the mastermind tab and schedule a call with me. And that's basically it. Thanks for watching this uh, episode. I hope you found it valuable and I'll see you in the next one.